Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Can I take a moment of your time to explain to you the benefits of aluminum siding? No? Well then. Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. I am your host, Brian Levine, and I'm counting down the days. Yes, tonight is Tuesday night. Doing the show live next week, all pre-recorded. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. Uh, In tonight's show, I'm going to uh, tell you all about all about an absolutely wonderful West Coast Pipe Show. Tell you all about that. My guest, Kaylee Hansen, is uh, a corncob-loving, pipe-smoking pipe babe that uh, met back at Chicago. We'll have her on and get more details on that. A little bit of a change-up in entertainment for tonight, so stay with us for that. We've got poetry and music mailbag and rant all that coming up on tonight's show and the reason next week is all pre-recorded is because i'm going to disney world that's right friday evening i'll be out of here heading south heading south to orlando um one of the benefits to having an empty nest now and a benefit to having a son in the college program at walt disney world is you can go down there anytime you want, and um, you, son hooked us up with a 50% off rate on the hotel room. So, uh, we'll be arriving at Walt Disney World on uh, Saturday morning and spending Saturday through Friday in the parks and then heading back home Friday night. Looking forward to it. It's been a long time since I've spent just a week goofing around there and uh, won't have any little kids to bother you know, bother us with, and won't, hopefully there won't be any little kids there either, you know, don't bring your little kids to Disney World, especially during the off season, they all should be in school, um, anyway, looking forward to that, looking forward to getting away, and just relaxing, so next week's show, 100% pre-recorded, but I know who the guest is already, and it's gonna be a good one, so you'll have that to look forward to, while I'll be hanging out with Mickey Mouse and the gang down at, uh, Walt Disney World. All right, enough rambling. Oh, and I am bringing a pipe, so I'll be smoking my pipes in the parks. Um, Enough rambling. Let's get the show going. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the McBaron Tobacco Company, and here we go. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. Since 1990, Cornell & Deal has been producing high-quality pipe tobacco expertly blended by hand using time-honored methods, unique recipes, and no small amount of innovation. One example of such innovation is our bestseller, Autumn Evening. We start with whole leaf red Virginia and strip the stems by hand. The tobacco is then cut into ribbons and cooked for two days according to our unique recipe to create our special red Virginia Cavendish. Then we infuse the tobacco while it's still hot with our secret flavoring to achieve the sublime sweetness, deep flavor, and delightful aroma that makes Autumn Evening so well-loved by our loyal customers and everyone around them as they enjoy this very special blend. Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. It's a labor of love. Contact your local or online retailer for information. Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We are back, and I am back home, and uh, let's see if I can go through this in order. I don't have a lot of notes because, God, it was a busy week, and that's uh, it was just a busy week. Got to Las Vegas Thursday evening late, 
got there just in time to uh, get something to eat at the Mexican place, uh, have a little bit of, have a beer, relax for a little bit, went straight to bed. So, yeah, in bed by 9.30, 10 o'clock. It had been a long day for me at that point. Now, uh, the next day, Friday, had a couple of meetings set up during the day. One of them was nice enough to meet me at In-N-Out Burger across the street, so that was absolutely perfect. Had that meeting over there, and by uh, by Friday morning, I'd noticed in the running around in the casino, it was pretty much there. The pipe guys had already showed up. There was a couple of them there on Thursday night as well when I was checking in. Uh, so by Friday afternoon, about three thirty, four o'clock, those tables down near the uh, down near the Irish pub were starting to fill up with folks and. You know what? I just had a I, I had no plans for Friday whatsoever. I was Friday for Friday evening and I just spent the entire evening from about oh, I don't know, about five until about nine o'clock sitting at those tables, talking to whoever happened to come by and walk by and sit down. I mean, all kinds of notable people from the West Coast and from the hobby were there hanging out. Um, the Palace Station had um, 99 cent margaritas, and as I coined them, they were um, more like 99 cent um, lemon or lime slushies that had a little bit of a kick. But after three or four of them, you get a little bit more of a kick. Uh, funny thing was, they were 99 cents each. I wanted to buy two. It was two bucks, so I like that deal. 99 cents each, or two for two dollars. Um, anyway, that was pretty much Friday night. By uh, by 9.15, I had had everything I wanted to drink and smoke for the night and was still not adjusted to the time. And so I went up to the room and went to bed and yeah, got up at the crack of dawn and watched TV for a while. And uh, by the way, if you get up in the middle of the night in Las Vegas, there's a lot of trouble to get into. So stay in your room. Uh, I stayed in my room and was flipping channels at about 3.30 in the morning and there was... Uh, European uh, European football matches on live. So I got to watch that for a little bit. Uh, Saturday, the day of the pipe show. Let me just state this right now clearly so that everybody understands. I've been going to pipe shows now regularly for 15 years. This show was as good as any of the early Richmond pipe shows. Uh, just the, the camaraderie, the diversity of people that were there the diversity of tables that were that were there it was busy the entire day i got onto the showroom floor at about eight o'clock eight fifteen got my boxes got set up was set up by about nine thirty after goofing around visiting with people and from that point on it was just solid wall-to-wall People coming and going, everybody smoking in the room, everybody walking back and forth, talking. I had uh, samples out and was giving out packs of pipe cleaners to everybody that walked by, and it was just wall to wall. A couple of things of note that I want to mention. Uh, thank you to Jason Dagner for the cool coffee mug. That was that was cool. I'm uh, having my uh, had my Dagner coffee cup this morning. Uh, the briarking.com has some really cool t-shirts and they were nice enough to give me one. It says celebrate diversity and it's got all different pipe shapes on it. Uh, I think that'll come out with one that says celebrate diversity and has all kinds of tobaccos on it, but that would be less interesting to look at. Uh, maybe they could make the t-shirt smell like different kinds of tobaccos. Wouldn't that be cool? Um, Tom Elting came in from Denmark and was there, and uh, he and the Dagners are working on a project together. Uh, this latest fa- uh, this latest push of pipe makers that are doing a lower line of pipes, maybe just a instead of a hand cut stem using a a, a pre molded stem, but doing a pipeline that's not one hundred percent handmade. Uh, you got uh, Moonshine Pipes doing that now. Uh, J&J has a line. I finally got to see the uh, uh, the Allen Brothers pipe from J. Allen doing great looking stuff for the price. This is going to, I mean, th- this is a new trend and these are all really good pipes. Uh, Briar Works with uh, Pete Prevost was there. And uh, the stuff that they're coming out with, Man, I'll tell you. And they had some 
pipe show only available specials that were in like the $75 range. So this this whole big push into these new moderately priced high quality pipes, this is going to catch and it's going to change the way the pipe world looks at things. Uh, so that was the day. I mean, a lot of pipe makers, a lot of it was just a really good mix of tobacco companies sampling. Got to see the new uh, standard tobacco company of Pennsylvania stuff. Um, lots of, I mean, there was a ton of tobaccos to be tried while you were walking around there. And again, I bring it all back to it was just a really good, really good mix of really nice people. Uh, spent a lot of time hanging out. Uh, my friend Dale Neff. We go back, oh boy, to 1997. Gifted me of a pipe that he can no longer smoke because it's too big for him and he never got around to smoking it. Made by Jaden Hugh Lin of, uh, of Hawaii. Um, so going on a Saturday night, there was a... Uh, every year at this show they do a dinner and there's a, a they do the show awards and then they have a guest speaker. Food was good, drinks were good, company was good because I got to spend some time with uh, Steve Fallon and his wife. I got to spend time talking to her, but Steve happened to be there chaperoning. Um, but again, wonderful, you know, wonderful discussions around the table. The speaker was um, me. So those of you that listen to the show, you got to hear some new stuff that I've never said before on the show. And it was all based around the Fast Five final questions. So in the next coming episodes, I'll be reading some of those. There's a great theme that I've uh, that I knew was going to be there, and I discovered with that. Uh, that was pretty much it for Saturday night. Once the dinner was done, Drew Estates, uh, Grant Batson threw a uh, bourbon and whiskey tasting pairing with uh, pipe tobaccos and cigars. And they were nice enough to bring the bourbon and the whiskey into the smoking lounge next door. And uh, bottles of wine were there and drinks were there. And there was a lot of uh, a lot of good times. Um, Mr. Cooper. Uh, Mr. Cooper is uh, the father of Craig Cooper. Craig and I discovered that we have a lot in common. Uh, but his father... Mr. Cooper was there, and Mr. Cooper's in his mid to late 80s, and when I grow up, I want to be exactly like him. He uh, was telling me all about his uh, Can-Am slingshot that he was trying to figure out how to get it up above 135 miles an hour, and uh, just uh, wonderful stories, and listening and drinking with him was a a real pleasure. Uh, Sunday, pretty much more of the same. More of the same went on on Sunday, and then Sunday evening, instead of instead of swallowing my hypocrisy, which I refused to do, we did not do the meetup. No, I went out to dinner with the folks from the Briar Patch in uh, Sacramento. Um, wonderful family-owned uh, smoke shop, so if you're anywhere in the Sacramento area, please stop by the Briar Patch. And uh, their daughter has taken over the business, so that was a lot of fun. Just the three of us went out and uh, had a good time. And then Monday morning, I uh, got up and flew back on the plane, and uh, you'll hear about the plane ride as my rant coming up in just a few minutes. In the meantime, let's get Kaylee on the phone, and we'll talk to a real living corncob smoking pipe babe. So we'll be back in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. The year was 1849. Zachary Taylor was sworn in as the 12th president of the United States. The U.S. flag remained fixed at 30 stars. Edgar Allan Poe was found dead in Baltimore. Congressman Abraham Lincoln patented a buoying device, the only patent ever filed by a future president. William Bond was the first person to photograph the moon through a telescope. And gold was discovered in far-off California. And in that same year, also in California, Henry Sutliff founded his small tobacco company in San Francisco founded on the principles of giving the public superior tobacco products for those with very discriminating tastes. Now, 165 years later, that tradition continues. Sutliff Tobacco Company has been setting the standard for pipe tobacco ever since. Take a quiz on our website to have the perfect blend suggestion for your tastes, or just browse around to explore all of the wide variety of fine products America's oldest pipe tobacco company has to offer. Lots of things have changed since 1849, but Sutliff Tobacco Company's commitment to making the finest pipe tobacco on earth has not. 
Visit Sutliff-Tobacco.com for information on where you can find all of your favorite blends, from the sweetest aromatics to the richest English mixtures. Hi, my name is Eileen Sachi from MarketingPipes.com. If you attend the major pipe shows or buy pipes on eBay, chances are you know my dad, Hank Sachi, or eBuyer1932. My dad has been a pipe collector for over three decades and a reseller on eBay for the last 12 years. His new website is MarketingPipes.com. At MarketingPipes.com, you will find high-quality, hand-picked pipes. Carvers, join my dad's vast network of collectors across the globe and let my dad promote your brand. Collectors, consign your pipes at affordable commissions or buy your next collectible pipe at MarketingPipes.com. Thank you. Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show, and joining us is... uh, we're, we're looking for the lady's perspective, so we went for a lady who uh, has oftentimes called herself the Queen of Cobbs. So please welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show, Kaylee Hansen. Kaylee, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. All right, so coming up, uh, well, probably any second now will be your uh, your Pipe Babe shoot. But before we get into that, let's talk about it. Where did you grow up, and how did you... How did you come upon smoking a pipe? Well, I've lived in Utah my entire life, born and raised. And I started I started pipe smoking, actually. My, my husband got me into it. He was invited um, to a pipe, a local pipe night um, in March of last year. And I told him, I said, yeah, go, have fun, you know, have a couple drinks, be with the guys, whatever. And uh, he came home, and he was just, he, you know, he had never really smoked before, um, an occasional cigar, but no, like, cigarette smoking or anything like that. Um, but he was, he was pretty, uh, you know, he, he really enjoyed, you know, he had had a couple pipes, and he really enjoyed it. He said, this, I think this is something that I want to get into. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> whatever. And... Uh, his birthday, you know, just so happened to be the next weekend. He says, I'm going to buy myself a really nice pipe for my birthday. So he went to the tinderbox and uh, picked himself out a really nice briar and was given, you know, some recommendations on tobacco. Came home, showed me everything he had gotten. He also picked up a a corn cob just because it was, you know, relatively cheap. He just thought, you know, I'll have this as as an extra. And... I, you know, he, the tobacco he had purchased was uh, Peterson's Summertime 2013. And it smelled wonderful when he smoked it. And I was just like, wow, that, that smells really good. This, that looks really, that looks like a lot of fun, I guess. So I, I picked up his cob and smoked a pipe with him. So you, so you started off with one of his corn cobs, that, and did he show you how to pack the bowl from... And I'm assuming the guys at the tinderbox showed him how. Yeah, they showed him. They showed him how to do it. I mean, we were both, you know, newbies, so we didn't we didn't quite know what we were doing. But um, you know, the the guys at the tinderbox were were super helpful. Mike, um, we share a mutual. My husband and I share a mutual friend, um, Mike Lancaster, and of course, yeah. he was full of fabulous information and recommendations of tobacco and, and different pipes. So. You know, we just kind of took advantage of, of all the, of, you know, all the people that around us that were willing to, to teach us. You know, I, I enjoyed smoking with him so much. He, he told me, he's like, you know, okay, we'll go back to the tinderbox. We'll get you a cob of your own. <laughs> you know, I think he didn't think that I was going to really enjoy pipe smoking, like not to invest so much money in, in an actual, like, really nice briar pipe. So, so I went back and I picked up a general <laughs> and fell in love with it. And the, the general is based off of the MacArthur size? Or the MacArthur shape? No, it's actually a, a little bit smaller. I think if I had seen the MacArthur, I probably would have been afraid. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a very large <laughs> cob pipe. It's just, it was just a nice, simple, small cob pipe, and it was it was cheap, and it was, you know, something that was just a quick way to get me started. Now, when you when you first started, you smelled his tobacco, and then you tried the pipe. Did the taste and the smell match exactly what you thought it would be? Um, 
No, the, the smell was actually a little bit sweeter than the tobacco tasted. And I was not, I'm also not a former smoker. Um, I've never smoked cigarettes. I mean, I, I have admittedly had an occasional cigar. I don't really enjoy them. But, you know, I have smoked them before. So I was actually a little surprised and actually, and actually enjoyed the fact, you know, smoking a pipe, it seemed like you could take your time. It wasn't anything you had to hurry and rush and do. You know, you could just sit out on the patio or, you know, whatever in the evening and have a pipe and sit out there for 20, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And just, it seemed like a really nice relaxation tool. What other uh, what other tobaccos have you tried, and were there some that you uh, some that you had bad experiences with? I'm mainly an arrow smoker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I try. I mean, I tried some Virginias and Burleys, but I tend to lean more towards the arrows just because I like I like the taste. I like the smell. They leave a really pleasant room note behind. Um, the only tobacco, I, I don't know if I should name names. Oh, yeah, name names. Um, <laughs> the only one I ever had a problem with that I, you know, I packed a pipe and, like, immediately put it down was the um, Peterson Summertime 2014. It just, to me, it tasted extremely sour. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I like sour, you know, candy and things, but this is just, it, I just couldn't handle it. It was, it was disgusting. So I've never I've never picked it back up. So you liked the smell of the 2013, but you didn't like the 2014. No, they they totally screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know it was a little bit different, but whatever whatever it was they did to it was, was not good. It smells wonderful. That's and that's another thing too. It, when you smoke it, it smells wonderful, but the taste of it, I just could not I could not get past it. So that I mean that's. I think it's great that they're doing different stuff and, you know, hey, some of it works for you, some of it doesn't. Uh, yeah, exactly. So how long did it take before you got your second or your third pipe? Well, it actually happened kind of fast, I think. I um, was really proud of myself smoking my pipe, so I started taking um, pipe selfies and posting them to Instagram, and, and people kind of found me. Yeah, you know, I didn't realize how big the pipe community was. Like, I didn't realize that there was, you know, Facebook pages, that there was a YouTube pipe community, that there were, you know, pipers on Instagram. I, I had no idea. And, you know, people started finding me and, you know, friending me, and, you know, I was looking at their photos, and um, there was a gentleman who um, lives in New York, who was getting rid of some of his buyers that he didn't really smoke. And I reached out to him and was kind of curious, you know, hey, you know, because I didn't want to spend a lot of money. I mean, I I knew I was new going into it. I thought, well, you know, maybe if I could get something, a buyer for really cheap just to kind of get me started. And he, you know, when he found out I was a new pipe smoker, he's like, you know what, you can can just have it. Well, that was cool. So it was. It was that was my first taste of the generosity of the pipe community. Yeah, and, what, so and we can me, we can also let everybody know that you're you know young, married with kids, and uh, money's not growing on trees either for you. Right, <laughs> and I, well, I think you know, just I think most people, you know, it, most people enjoy getting packages from other people and surprises in the mail, and you know, I've tried to do that too, you know, because I've I've been. I've gotten so much, you know, wonderful karma from, you know, everyone. I've tried to give it as well. What's the so difference? It's, it's, really, it's really amazing the brotherhood, you know, that, and well, and sisterhood, I guess, of, of the people in the community. What's the difference for you in smoking a corn cob versus a briar? The difference for me is, I don't, I don't know, that the, the cob seems to smoke a little bit better, in my, in my opinion. Um, they're nice because you can smoke whatever you want in them. I mean, you don't have to, you know, dedicate some to certain brands of, or certain types of pipe tobacco. You don't have to worry about them ghosting, you know, something you, you, know, you can taste the taste of something else. Um, they're just, they're just kind of my go-to pipes. You know, when, you know, when I go to my pipe bag, 
they're usually the first like, first things I grab. Not because my briars aren't nice, because you know, over the last year I have acquired some very nice briar pipes, but they're just the first things I grab. It's what it's what you like in your opinion, and you're the leading expert on your own opinion. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the expert, but I I definitely I definitely like what I like. <laughs> All right, and is it it's it's fair to say because people will see the uh, the pipe babe shoot that um, your hair might be different colors at different times and <laughs> um, yeah, my hair is different now than it was in those pictures. I dye my hair teal in September because that's Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month, and my mother-in-law had that disease she passed away in 2005 so I do it in tribute to her in September and sometimes I go back to what it was before and sometimes I don't it just it depends on my mood so I so I mentioned that to let people know that you've got a um, a, a colorful personality but have you had anybody look at you kind of strange because you're smoking a pipe and because you're a woman and you're enjoying a pipe? I don't know if that, that's the thing. I don't know if they're looking at me strangely because I'm a female or because of the the culture that I you know that I reside in. So it uh, you know being from Utah, there are not a lot of people in this who smoke or who drink um, you know I, I, I know the mentality towards such people is, is changing you know when I was growing up here you know you were just at least you know for me I'm, I'm not going to speak for anybody else who's, who's lived here but you know growing up it was like people who smoke and people who drink are bad you know they're, they're doing something really bad and yeah. um so it's kind of, you know, I, I don't know if that's how people are still viewing it, but I, I think I'm almost wondering if they just look at, oh, like, what is she doing? What What is that? <laughs> and and some people, I think, probably think I'm smoking something illegal. Like, they see a pipe and they, you know, they automatically assume that it's, you know, that it's not on the up and up. Yeah, so not only are you a... Not only are you a lady smoking a pipe, but you've got colorful hair, and your uh, one or two of your tattoos may be showing, depending on the weather. So. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, hopefully, so. I don't look intimidating. <laughs> no, I've I've seen you. We met briefly at the Chicago Pipe Show. You don't look intimidating, but I could see where people okay. might not notice the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk more about pipe smoking. I want to get into Instagram and YouTube because I don't really understand it too much. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well the exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking archipelago red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. If you're looking for quality, if you're looking for variety, and if you're looking for someone with reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for cupofjoes.com. CupofJoes.com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. CupofJoes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson Pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly Pipes. Check out their remodeled website at CupofJoes.com and be sure to like them on Facebook, CupofJoes.com. Quality products at extraordinary prices. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, visiting with Kaylee, and uh, 
I had a brilliant question and then I just absolutely forgot it. But oh, okay, here it is. Uh, how often do you smoke a pipe? I probably, you know, I probably only have a bowl a day. Now, with, with you having little kids, do you wait for them to go to bed before you sit down with the pipe, or is it sometime in between? No. Uh, the only reason why I would do that is because they seem to only meet me when I've just lit up <laughs> a pipe. <laughs> yeah, but as soon as they see me wander into the backyard or into the garage or whatever, then all of a sudden they need something. But um, my kids are actually really, um, they're really funny about it. My little four-year-old likes to tamp my pipes. <laughs> if he's, he's sitting out with me, he likes to be my tamper. And, uh, you know, some of the some of the really nice pipes that I've acquired, you know, my nine-year-old son, he uh, wants me to will to him. You know, he'll, he'll pick up a pipe and be like, oh, Mom, can I have this when you die? <laughs> like, uh, okay. <laughs> wow. So I used to like to blow out my grand, my great grandfather's Zippo lighter after he lit his pipe, and my kids have absolutely no interest whatsoever in my in my pipe. No. So, whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. Now, I don't I don't have that family history, like of you know remembering somebody in my family, grandpa, uncle, or somebody smoke pipes, because my my family on on both sides is, is very LDS, very Mormon. So. Um, so it's, I'm I'm kind of happy that I'm making those memories for them. I hope that I hope that you know when they get older that they look back on them fondly. Now let, let's back up a little bit because when we uh, uh, when I first got introduced to you quickly, it was at the Chicago Pipe Show, and that was your first Chicago Pipe Show. Uh, what was it like for you? What surprised you? Um, I was surprised by how how big. It was like what a big deal it was. I mean, I I had kind of heard, you know, that it was a big deal, but you know, not not just the size of the show and, and the amount of tables and you know pipe makers that were there, but that the, the world who you know were traveling just just to come to the show. So I I, I think that kind of caught me a little bit off guard. Like, wow, this is this is really a big deal. This is something that you know people from, you know, Europe and Australia and, and everywhere were, were coming to, to see. So that, that made it really cool. Did you see a pipe that surprised you or shocked you? Um, I tend to like more of the um, unique looking pipes. And after a while, I mean, just walking the tables after a while, everything kind of looks everything was brown and brown and a different color of brown and so I, I tend to, my eyes tend to go towards things that are more colorful shapes that are really unique um, I really love color and things that are kind of kind of off the wall so that that's where that's where my eye was um, that's where my eye kept wandering now how did you plan for the show did you set yourself a budget did you have a list of things that you wanted to see or people that you wanted to meet um i got added to a voxer chat boontar jones um who i knew through instagram reached out to me and said you know what i heard you're going to the show i heard maybe you you know there's not a lot of people that you might know let me add you to this voxer chat and you know you can um you know, you can start talking to people who are going to be there and get to know some of these people before you show up. So that, that helped a lot because, you know, in the months leading up to the show, I was getting to know these people, you know, and, and, and learning, oh, you have a YouTube channel. Well, let me go watch your videos or, you know, following them on Instagram or whatever. And so, so then when I got there, I was, you know, I was actually looking forward to, to meeting people. So that, that was really cool. So what? All right, you said you said the name of the chat, but what's it? Say it again so that I can understand it. It it was a boxer. It's a it's an app that's kind of it's kind of like a walkie-talkie type app that allows you to to leave messages in real time, voice messages for people, you know, and, and they can respond, and you can have multiple people listening and chiming in and. So, uh, I, I don't know how many people were a part of that chat, but it was it was a really good, lively group, and it was it was 
you know, it was kind of exciting to get to meet some new people. So is it kind of like group texting for us dummies that can't type real well? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, it's so much better than ty- than texting. You just, you know, you just press a button and you talk. And uh, when you got to the show, did you have a budget? Did you pick up anything? Did did you buy anything that was exciting? I there was so much that I wanted. I did ha- I did give myself a small budget. I don't usually tend to spend a lot of pipe a lot of money on pipes anyway. So I did have a little bit of pocket money, and uh, I just thought, you know what, whatever grabs me, will grab me, and. Uh, I did. I ended up getting a really awesome pipe um, at the Split Bear pipe table. Um, it was a it was a colorful pipe. <laughs> it's blue, <laughs> and uh, it, it drew me. It, the one I actually wanted, because I, I was told by veterans of the pipe show, don't buy the first pipe you fall in love with. Yeah. There's lots to see. There's lots of you know. There's lots to you know. Lots to experience. Walk away see everything if you know go back then get it so i i saw one it was teal which i love it was at the split bear pipe table and um i loved it it was it was in my price range it was perfect and you know i remember that no walk away gotta see everything and uh i actually did my photo shoot that evening so I had to leave and and go do that by the time I came back the show was over and I went to the smoking tent and there was somebody else smoking that pipe (laughs) so I went back the next day and got my second choice (laughs) don't feel bad I've had that happen to me numerous times (laughs) pipe just wasn't meant to be yeah that's that's what i figured it must have been uh so let's let's talk about you a little bit more what do you what do you do for a living what uh, besides having kids and a husband and what else keeps you busy i um i work for a marketing company um i'm a sales assistant i've been doing that for i just had my 16 year anniversary in september wow so, yeah, and, um, you know, aside from being a mom, and, you know, that, that pretty much keeps me busy. In my downtime, now I'm into, obviously, pipes. They become a, a hobby of mine. Um, so, yeah, I pretty much, that, that seems pretty much, you know, whenever I have downtime, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm watching YouTube videos or, you know, looking at pipes or talking about pipes trying to learn as much as I can because I still feel a little bit like a newbie. I mean, even though it's been a little over a year, I still feel like there's a lot I could learn. Yeah, well, don't feel bad. It took me about five or six years to figure out what I was doing. Uh, do you do you get a chance to sit down and smoke with your husband much? On a very, very rarely. He, um, he eventually lost his taste for pipe smoking. He um, he just decided that uh, you know he he enjoyed it. It ran its course, and he's not really he's not really into it anymore. He's uh, I mean I mean occasionally he will, but it's it's very few and far between. And um, he's become kind of well, not I, I shouldn't say concerned because that's probably not the word, but confused with with my interest <laughs> in the hobby with with the pipes that I'm still. You know that I buy. I'll get a new pipe and come home. He's like, "What did you get another pipe for? You have you have plenty of pipes. What do you need a new one for?" <laughs> so it's it's kind of interesting. I know there's a lot of people that I talk to that that have the same problem, only it's reversed. It's <laughs> their wives that are they're telling them, "What what do you need another pipe for?" <laughs> so so he got he got you started. You. You fell in love with it, and you've kept going with it. And now that it is, it's a role reversal from ninety-five uh, percent of us out here. It, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I, I can sympathize with with many, with many. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Are there some tobaccos that you haven't tried yet that you that you're still uh, that you're still looking forward to trying? I get rec- I get a ton of recommendations. I mean, people, you know, are always and and, and that's I try to um, pay attention. You know, when people post, you know, I am smoking this pipe with this tobacco. You know, I I try to make note of things that uh, or certain tobaccos that keep popping up that seem to be very popular. Um, just because I, you know, it's 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 nice to have the you know the good old standbys that you that you know you'll enjoy. But I I really like branching out, seeing if I try something different. How do you approach a new tobacco? I mean, when you're when you're getting ready to try it, do you do you at least give it a couple of bowls, or is it if it doesn't work the first bowl, you're done? Stop it! <laughs> I've only had one tobacco do that. Where I. <laughs> First few puffs, and then I was done. Um, I yeah, I usually give it a couple bowls, and I usually try it in a couple different pipes too, because I know certain pipes can you know they can smoke tobaccos a little bit differently. So very very rarely have I have I tried something that uh, only one time that I can think of at the moment that I've tried that where I just put it down and said no, I will I will never smoke this again. <laughs> I've. I've had a couple of those where I was like, uh, four puffs in, I'm done. I, I can't even can't even try it. Sorry. Thank you. Next. Right. How many different tobaccos do you have open and that you're smoking out of right now? Oh wow. I that's a really good question. I don't even know. <laughs> so it's more than probably, two. Probably probably more than yeah, more than two. Probably fifteen. And when, I mean, I, they're not not all not all tins. I mean, some of them are you know bags that I bought or bulk blends that I bought. But I have a, I think I have a little I have a little bit you know I have my favorites obviously, and then I have you know a little bit that I like that I try, and if I like it, I buy more, and if I don't, I move on to something else. <laughs> so that's completely different than most of uh, most of the old timers who might have one or two open, but. That's one of the things that I like about the new uh, the new generation of pipe smokers is that you have a whole bunch open. Um, I well, my my taste, you know, they can change. Um, I've noticed my taste change when the weather changes, actually. And you know, sometimes you come home and something doesn't sound, you know, things something sounds good, something else doesn't. So yeah, I know I know people. A lot of people, you know, buy stuff and sell it and hold on to it, and you know, I. Maybe one day I'll get to that, but um, but I pretty much, you know, whatever I get, I open it and I try it, and, you know, I I have, yeah, I, I love trying new tobaccos Are and there, changing it up as often as I can. Now, when you, when you talk about the weather changing, I do the same thing with my tobaccos, but are there different styles or different basic flavors of aromatics that you like during different seasons? Um, I tend to smoke more um, sweeter things um, around the holidays. At least I noticed that last year. Um, usually because I'm trying to avoid eating all the sweet things that are available. <laughs> I, was, I, I found that, that smoking a, a sweeter tobacco kind of curbed that craving, so that helped a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to try that and see if that works for me, but I doubt it. It's yeah, it can, it can be kind of tough, but you know, if you if you have a craving for something sweet, it's it's amazing what a bowl of but with multiple dolce will will, <laughs> will curb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go. All right, we will wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer. Just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is your favorite pipe? It would be a cob, obviously. Simple and sweet. Uh, what's your favorite tobacco? Um, right now, I'm smoking a lot of Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy but, Hollow um, from who? Sleepy Hollow from the Strauss. Okay. Tobacconist uh, in Ohio, um, well, Kentucky. Kentucky, Cincinnati, both sides. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what is your favorite drink? I really, well, if you're talking like adult beverage, I'm a white wine drinker. Um, 
but if it's soda, so, you know, I can have a Dr. Pepper or something simple. Oh, you and my wife would get along. Um, <laughs> when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? I I would have to say a book. I'm I'm really into crime, true crime novels like Anne Rule, things like that. One, but once, but the problem is, is once I get into it, it's really hard to get me out of it. So <laughs> I have to have, I have to have some time to really sit down and read. Either that, or you need really short books. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and the last question may be kind of tough for you because you've only been smoking for just over a year now. But uh, any particularly favorite pipe smoking related memory? Oh yes. Uh-oh. I don't know if it's a fa- I don't know if it's a favorite, but it's gonna it's something that's gonna stick with me for the rest of my life. Unfortunately. What did you do? Um, it was at the Chicago Pipe Show. Um, <laughs> after the photo shoot that I did for uh, the Pipe Babes, that photo shoot was very it was it was so much fun and um, I enjoyed myself a lot taking the pictures. Uh, Steve Morissette. Um, who I met in Chicago, took a picture. He's an absolutely wonderful man. Yeah. But um, I don't know if you've ever had to smoke on cue <laughs> um, for for two hours. It's it's definitely um, <laughs> it's definitely hard on the mouth, <laughs> and it's more uh, tobacco and nicotine intake than I'm used to because I'm you know. Smoking one bowl a day, and then you're, you know, you're constantly puffing and puffing and puffing, you know, as the camera is snapping. And uh, so I had a lot of nicotine in my system, and you know, went back to the smoking tent and was pretty sure I would never smoke another pipe for as long as I lived. <laughs> and uh, I had a couple of glasses of wine, you know, and was just visiting with people and enjoying myself and. The drinking mixed with the tobacco hit my system really hard and really fast, <laughs> and it, it was something I kind of did not expect. And I, um, I was driven because I, I didn't stay at the resort. I stayed at a Marriott across town in St. Charles, and uh, Dave Tailhouse, who I'm very good friends with, um, he drove me back to my hotel. And I got sick in his car. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, on uh, that note, we'll be... uh, um, We'll uh, look forward to seeing the pictures of the the preamble to that. (laughs) Uh, I'm excited. I haven't seen them, so I can't wait to see them. I hope they... I hope they're okay. I haven't seen them because I don't get any sneak peeks because there's no uh, celebrity advantage or no advantage whatsoever, so I can't tell you anything either. But uh, we'll all look forward to seeing them, and hopefully we'll uh, see you soon at another pipe show. Oh, I'll be in Chicago next year for sure. It was it was a blast. I'll, I'll definitely be back. I'll have a couple of bottles of water for you. <laughs> Thank you. I would appreciate that. Kaylee, thank you very much. Thank you very much. We'll be back in just a minute. Craftsmanship. History. Tradition. These are the hallmarks of all quality products. From the finest wines bottled in France to the most highly engineered automobiles manufactured in Germany, Denmark has been the one country in the world where craftsmanship, history and tradition have for centuries created the finest pipe tobaccos in the world. Since 1887, the Halberg family have led the pipe tobacco industry through their ownership of Mac Baron Tobacco Company, and they continue to create the most sought-after blends in the world today, just as they did over 100 years ago. 
In keeping with their long history of providing the world with the best tobacco on earth, Mac Barron is proud to announce their newest creation, Modern Virginia, as a loose cut version and a flake version. Bright and dark, rich Virginia tobaccos have been combined with just a hint of burley for strength in this soft and smooth smoke with delicious fruit undertones. As the world leader in flake tobacco production, Mac Barron is sure that this blend will appeal to the true connoisseurs of traditional Virginia flake tobacco, as well as those who like their tobaccos on the sweeter side. Enjoy the culmination of centuries of experience by picking up a tin of modern Virginia from Mac Barron Tobacco Company. Available at fine tobacconists everywhere. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. This is Internet Radio. Welcome back. Yeah, while you were away, Kevin whispered in my ear, yes, the uh, Pipe Babe pictures are up, and yes, I I must be tired because I do sound tired, according to Kevin. Um, and I forgot to mention the uh, the folks from the Seattle Pipe Club were there sampling their tobaccos out there for the first time ever. So there were, there was a ton of tobacco in uh, at the pipe show. I mean, just a, just a ton of it. All right, uh, for entertainment. Uh, got a couple of little uh, deviations, and we're going to jump around here, so bear with me on this ride, because I found this, and I thought you'd be interested in it. This is a poem written by Ezra Pound and read by Tom O'Bedlam. It's on YouTube, so you can Google search the pictures of the gorgeous tobacconist from London, I'm guessing, that's in the picture, but it's absolutely beautiful. Listen to this, and then we'll jump around after that. The Lake Isle by Ezra Pound O God, O Venus, O Mercury, patron of thieves, give me in due time, I beseech you, a little tobacco shop, with the bright boxes piled neatly upon the shelves, and the loose fragrant cavendish, and the shag, and the bright Virginia, loose under the bright glass cases, and a pair of scales, not too greasy, and the volai dropping in for a word or two in passing, for a flip word, and to tidy their hair a bit. O oh God, O oh Venus, O oh Mercury, patron of thieves, lend me a little tobacco shop, or install me in any profession, save this damned profession of writing, where one needs one's brains all the time. So there is a very well-done reading of a lovely poem by Pound, missing his uh, downtown tobacconist, I'm assuming. And shifting gears again, because this is a, this song says exactly how I feel about uh, leaving on Friday. It's a combination of two things I love, Louis Armstrong and Disney. My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine hidden my way. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay, Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder. It's the truth, it's actual. Everything is satisfactory. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. Zippity-doo-dah, 
from John Seiler. John writes, hi, Brian. A bit late, was out of town last night. Uh, John, you did not get permission to be out of town, but it's okay. Uh, He writes, I did get a chance to visit the John B. Hayes shop in Winchester, Virginia this morning. A great shop. Yes, it is. Uh, Our friend Bill is listening tonight and asked me to inform you that a Siberian prison is referred to as a gulag. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Hope I never go there. Uh, John says, I dump all my pipes into an an old brass spittoon. About once a year, I dump the ashes out on the garden. I think John doesn't dump the actual pipes. He just empties them out into the spittoon uh, and doesn't throw the pipes out onto the garden. But anyway, uh, John says, I do have a Clark Layton pipe, a a collaboration with Premal Cheddar, which is a great pipe. I've seen his pipes at a number of shows, and he keeps getting better. Music, Eric Dolphy Jr., something sweet, something tender, a bit unstructured without a theme. Yeah, that's part of the theme. Uh, Bill and I would suggest that you interview Thomas Richards, a.k.a. Thomas James Pipes. He makes a really quality pipe, and we and our club members have helped guide him over the past several years. Hopefully you haven't corrupted him. We all own examples of his pipes and have been quite satisfied with the quality of his work in all aspects. Uh, rant NASCAR bump and bang with elimination. Sorry, I can't comment as I have little interest in automobile racing. Keep trying. Okay, John, I'll keep trying. Uh, Casey Ghost writes, as always, an entertaining show. Your comment about the Siberian prison reminded me of the famous novel by Alexander... I'm not going to try to pronounce that last name. Um, it's called A Day in the Life of <laughs> Bryansky Levinovich. <laughs> okay, thanks. I guess I should read these first, shouldn't I? Um, Dan says, Clark is not a very lo- is not very loquacious, so pulling answers out of him can be a bit of an effort. He is a fine carver, as evidenced by his being one of the winners of the Kansas City 2015 carving contest. I don't know how a man can make a living selling 100 pipes at his prices. Uh, the music, while not offensive, was just a series of well-played notes that just wandered a uh, wandered around without a melody or a point. Can't agree with you on the NASCAR thing. You basically sanctioned people to literally attempt to kill each other. You seriously expect owner A to get with owner B to get justice for his driver? Not a pipe's chance at the American Lung Association meeting. No, you have a, you have to have a third party to referee it. Uh, it would have been nice had Logano had the maturity and grace of Earnhardt Jr. to just say that it was just racing and not point fingers, but he's just a punk kid. Rubbing his racing is good stuff, but deliberately T-boning a guy is definitely wrong, even with provocation. Of course, Danica just got fined for doing pretty much the same thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, the current He says the current format is vastly superior to Let's Watch Jimmy drive around the track that we had for years. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Most of it. Most of it. Um, Al Jones writes, My ashtray and pipe is primarily out on our patio or in my workshop. Early on, I learned that expensive glass ashtrays don't survive long. Now I use deep candy dishes found at yard sales, which cost $1 or less. I use RTV to put a cork knocker in the center. They need to be deep enough that the ashes don't blow all over our patio because my wife reminds me I never empty my ashtrays. Uh, What is it with women and the words never and always? (laughs) 
Okay. Um, I also made a half dozen of those of these leather pipe stands. They store neatly in each of my pipe bags, and I keep one at each station around the house. They hold my pipes secure and don't take up much space. And then he popped a picture in there of those. So thank you for that. And with that, I'll remind you, if you have any questions or comments, please email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Uh, post them on the Pipes Magazine radio show page on either Facebook or on pipesmagazine.com. And in just a minute, rant time. Meet Aaron, one of the most important people at SmokingPipes.com. In our shipping department, he's one of the cogs in the highly efficient wheel, if you will, that's responsible for making sure your order goes out right every time. Ain't that right, Aaron? I don't know all about that cog and the wheel stuff, but I do know at SmokingPipes.com, I take my work very seriously. Pulling tents of tobacco, weighing bulk tobacco, triple checking orders, and getting them out the door. Since it's so easy to order from SmokingPipes.com, you're keeping Aaron pretty darn busy. Look at him go, go, go. <laughs> In fact, it's been a challenge to get him to stop long enough to say hello. But Aaron doesn't mind. He loves his job at smokingpipes.com. Why is that, Aaron? Because I don't just ship pipes. I smoke them. Gotta run. <laughs> just log on to smokingpipes.com or call us at 1-888-366-0345. We are quality. We are experts. We are smokingpipes.com. Here's one I've never heard before. So we get on the plane on uh, Monday morning, Monday 11.45 Vegas time, and there's a little bit of a delay getting everybody loaded. Now they tell us that there's going to be a delay taking off because there's only one working runway at the Las Vegas International Airport. Uh, One's under construction, and the other long one that we would normally use, is they can't use because of the winds. So they tell us we're going to be delayed at the end of the runway for a little bit while they space everything. We pull back, we get out there, we wait about 20 minutes, and then he comes on and says, well, now we've, we're overweight, and this is a shorter runway than, this, uh, than accustomed to, and with the weather, they're concerned, so they're going to go back to the gate and take some weight off. Uh, all of us are sitting there wondering, how are they going to take some weight off? This is an Airbus 321 with about 150, 160 people on it, baggage, cargo, you know, all that stuff. So anyway, we're discussing how are they going to do this? Uh, they, you know, talking about taking cargo off. Maybe they got some U.S. mail or something that they're shipping that they're going to put on the next plane or how are they going to do it? Well, they end up asking, we get back to the gate, they pull in, they park us, they ask for volunteers, about nine or ten people to come off the plane. And they find the nine or ten people that they want to come off the plane. They take those empty spaces that those people did and take the people from the last uh, nine seats in the back of the plane and move them all up into those empty seats and close off the last row and a half in the back. And they said, that's it. We got enough. Now I'm sitting there thinking to myself, Nine humans, average weight, 150, 160 pounds, plus 50 pounds of luggage. That's 1,800 pounds. How is 1,800 pounds when you're looking at a 100,000-pound jet? Is that How is that enough to make the runway longer? No, here's what they didn't tell us. <laughs> they closed the lavatories in the back because they drained them. They drained, all the, they drained everything out of the two lavatories in the back, and all that water and all that waste and everything, and that combined with the people and moving it, everybody forward, that's what made it, made the flight work, I guess. We got home okay, so it worked. Uh, what it did for me was I was on the bulkhead right in front of the one lavatory that was available in the center of the plane for coach class people. So I got to see several people's butts in my face the entire flight <laughs> looking while they were standing in line for the one lavatory. And it uh, it was, uh, to say the least, there was not a lot of butts I wanted to look at. There was a few that were nice. <laughs> 
But anyway, all right, that about wraps it up. So next week, Tuesday night, pre-recorded show. Uh, thank you all for all your kind words in Las Vegas. Thank you all for tuning in. And uh, because I'm going to Disney World, hey, a little bit different ending to the show. So thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company. And until next time. Jimmy wouldn't say that. Jim, it's pretty standard. I'm going to Disney World. Uh-uh. Come on, Jimbo.